welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with the meme queen, Stephanie Williams. She's the creator of the webcomics Parenthood Activate and But What If Though, and the upcoming graphic novel Living Heroes. She's also a writer for SciFi.com and probably your favorite tweeter and definitely the funniest. And of course, she's a Sailor Moon fan. So thank you, Stephanie, for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for this podcast. It, I like. I hate to say that your podcast came right on time because we're stuck in the house, but <laughs> it's true <laughs> because it gave me a reason to actually... Um, I can't even really call it a Sailor Moon rewatch because that's not fair because I never watched Sailor Moon, Sailor, Sailor Moon all the way through. I've only mm-hmm. seen random episodes, but it's actually given me a reason to legitimately start from season one to infinity because there's a lot of material yeah. that I've missed out on. 200. Yeah. Now's Oof. a great time to start too. Cause it's, I think it's more accessible now than it was in the past for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, first off, thank you. Um, I'm so happy that I inspired you to like watch Sailor Moon. I think that's like the greatest compliment. <laughs> and, um, that um yeah i think it's good though because i mean even if we're home like quarantine like there's so much to do so the fact that you chose the podcast to like take a a stab at like i think yeah i, I i'll take it <laughs> yeah no listen i again thank you because um, i was also like dying for like a new podcast to listen to mm-hmm. and it's like you know what I've seen this on the timeline. I've retweeted it. Let me go ahead. When is Monday? (laughs) When is that first Monday? All right. And I I loved it, but you just do an amazing job just making Sailor Moon relatable. Mm. And for me, that's usually like the winning component for me to basically be convinced to check something out. So, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, happy half. So you mentioned that you watched a few episodes before here and there so what's what's your first memory of watching sailor moon my first memory of actually watching sailor moon is um tsunami mm-hmm. so like that whole afternoon situation before like do you remember when tsunami used to come on like i guess like around three o'clock or four o'clock in the afternoon definitely so I remember catching a couple episodes there and also of course dragon ball but for whatever reason I think my actual first encounter with Sailor Moon might have actually been before, like getting ready for school, like in the early morning. And I felt like it might have came on one of the local channels. So what was once UPN, whatever channel that was um, in Chicago, I think it was Channel 9. um, I remember catching or WGN because that's where Pokemon came on. So one of those channels early in the morning when I'm struggling to get up from school, like that's when I remember... I think my first encounter with Sailor Moon because I was like, wow, this little girl um, is, I don't know when she's going to school, but um, (laughs) (laughs) apparently I still got to go and there is no magical cat that will be helping me out and helping me avoid going to school. So I think that's when I kind of like saw a couple episodes and like every now and again, when I had time, I would check them out. But unfortunately, Sailor Moon was not the one that I watched from start to beginning as my first, I guess, um, I guess first love of anime, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your first love anime? It was Yu Yu. 
Yu Yu Hakusho was my mm. very first anime that I actually sat down and watched from beginning to end. Which is funny because just like Sailor Moon, that's all that was also like harder to to watch and actually harder to find. Right. Um, but yeah, so I don't even know how that came about, but that one I remember watching the first season and then just kind of going from there and then, you know, Digimon at the time, which I didn't know was considered anime, but duh, of course it would be that mm-hmm. Pokemon and unfortunately Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Are you not a Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z fan? I could not stand Dragon Ball. <laughs> like every single Saturday morning, um, you know, Saturday morning cartoons on Fox would come on and then mm-hmm. like in the tail end, that's when the shows got, I don't want to put say that they put their rejects there, but that's kind of how I felt about the shows they would show like in the in the later half of the morning or whatever. And Dragon Ball would either come on like before they would play one of those uh, police academy movies for the umpteen time or American mm-hmm. Gladiators. And I remember seeing Dragon Ball Z, and it was like this little boy in this orange jumpsuit with a tail, and I don't I like I just couldn't get into it it's just like Goku used, as a little child used to piss me off or annoy me as a child and I just couldn't I just couldn't I couldn't get into it so um it was funny that I actually ended up getting into Dragon Ball Z but again that's probably because of just the magic of Toonami right yeah yeah Toonami was great I I also was introduced to Sailor Moon through that block of like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and Tenchi and Gundam and yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah, actually, I wasn't a Gundam fan though. That's the only um, yeah. same. So <laughs> please, like, please don't eat me up, y'all. Like again, similar to Sailor Moon, um, Gundam is another one where I've like I'm familiar with it because mm-hmm. I've seen episodes here and there, but that's another one that I just have never watched like a full season of, or at least like back-to-back episodes it was always a well here's this one because i'm waiting for something else to come on or mm-hmm. i can't find the remote and i'm being really lazy yeah that's about how i was with gundam too it would just like come on tsunami and i'd be like well i'll sit through it <laughs> but because <laughs> the thing that i want to watch is coming on after it so whatever right yeah i think tenchi is come on afterwards so i'm like well mm-hmm. i'll sit through gundam and then i'll wait for tenchi <laughs> it's real yeah um, so when you were watching Sailor Moon, did any um Sailor Scouts stick out to you? Like, were there any ones you were like, oh, I kind of, I really like her. Funny enough, um, Makato did because mm-hmm. um, she was like tomboyish, but also like a super romantic at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I felt that <laughs> in my soul, like a lot. So um, I think... If out of all of them, that's the one, even like in my spare watching, um, is the one that I actually really loved. And even in my rewatch so far, um, that still stands true. Um, ooh, Isagi is on my nerves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was also funny because like, that's when you think of Sailor Moon, like sometimes, like for those that aren't really familiar, especially like myself, like I immediately thought of her, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love her, but mm-mm. so either <laughs> Makatu or uh, Ray, but definitely right. Makatu. Yeah, it's funny because um, I feel like with people who watch Sailor Moon, they either really love Usagi or they really don't like her. Like, there's no yeah. real middle ground. No, and even like my son, because um, every now and again he'll like pay attention to the stuff that I'm watching because 
I'm still watching cartoons and mm-hmm. um he came upstairs and he was kind of watching it with me and he's like she's kind of annoying I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're four but you're right uh she definitely is I'm like she reminds me of chowder and I'm like yeah she mm-hmm. is kind of like chowder I could see that yeah I yeah I have to I don't know where he went with that but I was like it kind of makes sense Micah sure yeah they're kind of both whiny ish (laughs) but yeah she just wants to look good all the time and I really can't be mad at that yeah she has a charm too yeah I love Sailor Moon so I'm biased I can't talk (laughs) no it's okay (laughs) it's all love yeah oh it's funny you mentioned your son though because one of my favorite pieces of yours is actually one he wrote for NPR a few years ago about like how comics helped you and rediscover your individuality yeah um can you tell me more about that like I just I really love that piece just how did it come about so um or just like this whole thing with me and comics and in general um so after I had my son I was dealing with postpartum depression now for like a while I was like no I'm not I'm not depressed that's not what this is mm-hmm. so um but it got got really really bad um and like I don't know like becoming a mom the people say it's wonderful it's beautiful and it is but in a way like you kind of lose yourself because Mm -hmm. you're so hyper hyper focused on this being that you brought into the world so I was really struggling with that along with the depression and I just kind of like started gravitating towards the stuff that I just really really loved and just really spoke to me and comics was like a big part of that um, cause I mean, fictional characters, no matter the, the medium are, you know, they all have similar recipes, you know, make them as relatable as possible. And, um, for me, comics, I was just kind of able to, um, I don't know, like really feel the story of, um, you know, Storm, even though that's a whole nother podcast, but just the way that she's written, <laughs> Um, and you know, your, your Captain America's, your Bumblebee's, um, your Amanda Waller's and all of that. And I just kind of got reconnected with a hobby that I really, really loved growing up, but just kind of fell out of touch with, because as you get older, things get in the way and you just kind of, um, I don't know, you just kind of lose those things. So in starting and going into motherhood, I just really started to, um, you know, seek those things out and get back to that because I'm like, I can't, I just did not want, I didn't want, um, motherhood to be all that I was. Cause it's not true. Cause there's like <laughs> other parts of me that, um, deserve to, you know, not be pushed away and just be just that. So that's how my, I guess my, um, love for comics just like really really came out and it was like I gotta I gotta do something I don't know what it is but I gotta do something so I ended up coming back onto Twitter to just kind of reach out to other writers because it's something else that I've always wanted to do but kind of got lost in the the mix because you know you go to school you don't major in things that you don't make money in but the catch is you don't make money period no matter what you <laughs> right, major no in so <laughs> yeah uh right <laughs> so, so while um so I was also working in this dead-end job which is unfortunate because I really enjoyed it but it was just dead-end um as electron microscopist at the hospital mm-hmm. so um so I was doing that and I'm like I have to do 
something else that I really want to do, which is um, writing. So it's just kind of funny that I went from podcasting, talking about the things that I really love, and I was able to circle, um, you know, kind of circle back and get back to writing, which was the whole purpose of me even opening up Twitter um, (laughs) when I did um, just kind of, you know, get on there and just try to try to figure things out. And the rest is kind of history. It's just weird. (laughs) <laughs> now when I when I look back and I and I think of um you know when I first got on there what my intentions were and how I never really strayed away from that but it was just kind of like a like a long road um back to that um and to get back to a place where um I'm writing for a website like sci-fi or AB club or something like that still um I don't know, like that still gets me, like the fact that I just launched a Kickstarter and actually got funded, like that's still stuff yeah. that I'm still like trying to internalize, but um, I'm trying to do a better job of giving myself more credit um, that, you know, I really love what I do and that that shows to other people and that's why they gravitate towards it. Yeah, I think definitely give yourself all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, your Kickstarter, I think, was funded within a few days. No, it was almost 24 hours. And when yeah, I tell you that, yeah. um, yeah, I, that's still wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that is just still <laughs> very wild to me, but I'm thankful. I really am. And I'm glad that I launched it, launched it when I did, because I was actually going to talk myself out of it. I'm glad that I didn't. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just still really surreal. Um, it really honestly is. Cause I mean, crowdfunding is hard. Yeah. There's nothing easy about that. Um, and it's nerve wracking too, especially if you're someone who, you know, doesn't like to play with other people's money. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's been wonderful and I'm happy that, um, during all of this that is currently going on, I do have, uh, you know, living heroes to kind of focus on and, um, you know, put my energy into instead of putting my energy into other things that I'm pretty sure, would not serve me right now but you know you can only do the best that you could do uh when you're going through whatever the hell it is that we're going through right now right it's madness yeah um yeah thank you for doing it because i mean i love the concept so i'll just tell people it's like it's living single but inspired by like marvel the marvel universe that Yes, that is, is that right? that's exactly what it is. And it's <laughs> yeah. living single without all of the, well, I hope, <laughs> without mm-hmm. some of the stuff that makes you cringe when you go back. Because I've rewatched mm-hmm. Living Single a bunch of times since they put it back on Hulu. And, like, there's still things that kind of make you cringe. But I don't know. Like, I'm at the point now when I watch the, rewatch stuff um, from, you know, 20, 30 years ago. I'm just kind of like, well this is what they were doing <laughs> this right, is what most of them were doing um and it wasn't mm-hmm. like all terrible but it could have been better mm-hmm. so um yeah y'all will not have to worry about that i'm not <laughs> forcing <laughs> khadija to be interested in scooter and trying to pull that off he was cute though he was cute He's so now. you know right <laughs> <laughs> like you can make an argument <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, so how did that idea come about? Because I think that's just like, I feel like it's something only a Black creator could do or a Black creator who like loves comic books could do, you know? 
so um you know like one of my favorite things to do is to um just think of these regular ordinary um I guess not even I don't want to call it basic but no like basic everyday scenarios for superheroes because at the end of the day like they are still human if they aren't alien but even if they are alien like they still have emotions and feelings or whatever um that are grounded in you know whatever their experience is in life so um because it is something that I love to do um and I thought about Marvel and Marvel is my first love over DC but I do love DC too mm-hmm. um like these black superhero wins, you only really see them together. Black Panther is around. Like that seems like the only time <laughs> that Marvel really gets all of the black characters um, and more than I'm mean, like more than two of them or three of them in one book. Um, mm-hmm. So that was always kind of annoying because when I did Missy Nice Uninformed Afro, the research was the worst part of, or not even the worst part, but the most difficult part of it because these women don't have their own books Mm -hmm. i think out of all of them no none of them really have their own books except for the newer girls so um moon girl or riri williams those are not only two that really had their own books like you didn't have to go you know deep deep sea diving into you know avenge older avengers um issues or um x-men or whatever to kind of piece together their story arcs Mm -hmm. so yeah, I love living single <laughs> and there's a group of uh, you know black women just doing their thing so I was like well what if I don't know like what if Storm, Monica, Misty and then She-Hulk as our white woman of color all just kind of hung out <laughs> together <laughs> and lived in an apartment like that would just be kind of cool and we don't have they don't have to do anything they're not being superheroes in this they're just you know they're just being themselves outside of that element um and I just think that's always just so it's just something that's just always very interesting to me um because you know we also when we think of heroes and stuff we just think of them doing heroic things and whatnot but like I think it's very important who they are outside of you know fighting Galactus or you know Dr. Doom or um or whatever right like I just think that's very very important and it's a reminder that these characters while superhero human are also still very human um and that's that's important that's that's what makes them who they are that they are still very human but they make the decision to um want to help others and um do the best that they can with the powers that they have yeah i think that's the appeal of like spider-man too like seeing like him struggling with his bills and like yeah trying to like be a student and same thing with Sierra Moon a little bit too. Like she's like yes. trying to like you know pass her classes, but like defeat the negaverse. I and that and so like in my mm-hmm. um I guess my first time for real watch, um, that's something that I've been able to really appreciate because I'm just like, girl, you barely passed that history test, but <laughs> um kudos to y'all yeah. for um defe- defeating the dark forces again because they don't have anything but time on their hands and. It's just like, I mean, it's like the same formula. Like you defeat a villain for the episode. Next episode, you get another villain. I'm just like, wow, like y'all don't have nothing else to do. They're busy. I mean, the Negaverse is like on that city. (laughs) (laughs) They need that focus on Tokyo. Right. Like y'all need Mm -hmm. vibes that bad. Yeah. Yeah. They just never go anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) But... 
So you have two other comic books that I want to talk about a little bit too. Um, Parenthood Activate and But What If Though. So what was the inspiration for each of those? So um, Parenthood Activate was... Um, I don't, so what happened? So, you know, every now and again, like I'll share a story about um, something that my son has done mm-hmm. or just parenting in general or whatever. And those tweets would always go viral. Not even me. And that's nothing. Like, I never tweet for anything to go viral. They just do. And those will always go viral. So um, someone actually had tweeted at me, like, I wish you could find a way to kind of, you know, be able to tell your stories. But, like, I don't know, in a way that will help help you. So basically in a way that you can make money for it. Um, right. I'm like, well, thank you for thinking of that because that is true. So, um after the uh, Braxton Kickstarter did not do well. So that was a mm-hmm. book that I co-wrote with um, someone else, um, with Valerie. Valerie Complex. Yes, yeah. Valerie Complex. <laughs> and um, that unfortunately didn't do well. So like that sucked and it hurt. <laughs> so I'm just going to, so I got to the point where I was just kind of like, all right, I really want to put some comics out there into the world because I'm tired of just talking about them. Like I want people to also talk about my work. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought about it and I was like, well, you know, you're already kind of doing this anyway when you tell a story using reaction pics. So, like, girl, sit down, put your script together and see if you can find an artist that would be, um, you know, wanting to work on something like this. So I reached out to Sarah Macklin, who was supposed to do artwork for Misty Nice uh, Unformed Afro Season 3. See, all things yeah. work out for the better. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to her. And she was down and she was game. So um, once I uh, talked to Raging Sawyer just to kind of get some guidance on like how to go about this because I had no idea. And even though you can Google this, um, Google is your friend, but Google can also be a very vague friend. Right. So um, reached out to her to just kind of get some direction. And Parenthood Activate just thankfully came about. Um and just funny because it's just so easy and wonderful to write because it's again something that I probably would have put on the timeline anyway and it's just been really um nice to just kind of share these stories of you know what's it like what's it what's it like dealing with a uh, a four-year-old who opens (laughs) barbershop smoothie cafes right (laughs) and serves dinosaur chicken yes and serves dinosaur chicken (laughs) so um I I just really love that comic. And then, um, but what if though came about, I think that was something that was always also in the making. Cause again, tweets, cause whenever I tweet about Batman, it's always slander or Charles Xavier. So just kind of taking, um, Marvel's what if, um, series, which I do love. Um, mm-hmm. and then just putting my own spin on it. And also, used to really like robot chicken like in those early mm. days because it reminded me of the little uh still shots that would be in the wizards comics i don't know oh. if you remember those yeah so like they would take the action figure uh fact um the action figurines or whatever and they would basically what robot chicken is doing was being done in um those old wizard comics and i loved it i thought it was funny yeah. so um that is my whole if adult swim ever hit me up and said, hey, girl, we want you, like, here's a budget, um, figure it out. Um, that would be something that I would like to do. Because I, I don't know, I feel like black women should be able to be like, goofy, just like white men get to be in these projects and stuff that they do.
Yeah, definitely. I think we should be able to be silly and just like ridiculously silly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, thinking about something as random as um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming about because the Hulk <laughs> flushes condom down the toilet right. is—it's crude. It's like, are you okay? I am okay, but it's—I thought it was funny, so yeah. I wanted that to be a thing. And yes, y'all, that is actually a real web page. I mean, web comic page. Um, but that's what but what if though is in a nutshell like my um like my robot <laughs> my demented robot mm-hmm. chicken with um just basically kind of focusing on superheroes and whatnot um it just kind of you know try to be a little edgy like i was with the uh, captain america going back oh. uh yeah and not helping with the civil rights movement <laughs> that really threw me i was like what i'm like i'm sorry y'all for the slander but for real like they they opened the door when they said he went back so i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe or like um (laughs) michael bay had um harriet Mm -hmm. tubman and frederick douglas aware of the transformers but like slavery still (laughs) happens so you mean to tell me that optimus prime and bumblebee just sat back and didn't help at all Mm-hmm. so that will probably be an upcoming comic soon I'm sure too but that is just, yeah. that's just something that always gets me in TV shows or like movies when they have these characters that could do something mm-hmm. go back and they don't do anything at all like our, what are we saying right it's not completely great so do you think Captain America would really have been on the side of the police I don't know. Um, yeah. I know. I know the very, very first iteration of Captain America before they retconned him. Willie, um, I forgot his last name, but he was, he was like racist. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they like retconned him, and then that's when we got Steve Rogers. Um, I don't know because you got to think like he's Captain America, and mm. I know he's supposed to be all good, but he's Captain America, so. Steve does battle back and forth whether like doing what he feels is right in his heart or doing what is what he's told. Right. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think I was thought I'm oh, sorry. You, no, I was gonna say like I think it could go either way. I think I was just being a little bit more cynical, um, just because technically he is a cop and all cops are the mm-hmm. same. So yeah, that's, but that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But also at the same time, it could go either way. But in my heart mm-hmm. of hearts, I do think um, Captain America would not be waiting on the other side of the uh, <laughs> on the other side of the bridge in Selma. He actually, hopefully, would have been helping. I hope. Yeah, I think so. It always yeah. like I always thought it was interesting that he never like the first person he meets and when he wakes up is um, Nick Fury, and there's that no was like a black guy's in charge. Like, wait, what? Like, you know, there's yeah. no like question about it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, so maybe you're not racist, even though you were a white man in the 40s. Like... <laughs> Which is possible. It was just very, very possible. Um, yeah. To, yeah. I, I would hope that that uh, Cap would, you know, be better. Yeah. But Willie, no. He, mm, mm. no. Yeah. Um, You have a, so much knowledge about Marvel, and comic books in general. Like, is it just... Have you just been reading comics your whole life? Like, how did you, how did you get here? So, so, like, funny enough, um, like, X-Men was my first introduction into comics. Um, mm. And that's because of the animated series. And, like, my brother had um, the actual X-Men comics. And those were what was around. But when I actually started noticing, like, oh, 
yo, these are in the grocery store because once upon a time ago they used to sell them in the grocery store. Right. Um, the Archie comics. Because mm-hmm. the digest would always be up front, like where the where the gum and the candy were. So I had actually started putting sneaking those into the cart. So Archie <laughs> um, and Josie and the Pussycats was actually like my first like fandom, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I stand hard for them. Um, I don't know why I like the Archie comics like that, um, but I love them. And uh, it wasn't until maybe high school or later in junior high that I actually really started to go back and like really get into Marvel and DC comics. And then from there, fast forward now, because comics are so accessible thanks mm-hmm. to Marvel Unlimited and like uh, DC now has all their comics online as well. And then comicsology, right. I have time, um, you know, like when, <laughs> I'm not, like when I'm not dealing with, um, my son or I have some downtime or now because what is sleep um it just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of read like always been a bookworm um in comics I consider consider that as well so if if it's up if I'm up I'm probably reading it's just fun I don't know like I just um have this weird love with older comics and that's usually where a lot of the canon knowledge is in I never remember all this stuff because I want to regurgitate it like hey look what I know but it's just always fun because you get to know these characters you get to see um their progress if there is any um for them and it's just always kind of fun going back and like do you still feel the same way you do about the x-men per se I don't um over the last year or so I still love the x-men but I think I'm a little bit more annoyed uh, that they're supposed to be an allegory, um, allegory for, you know, marginalized groups, and it's just mm-hmm. like, but y'all have them acting, especially Xavier in them, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> them as like, as mutant <laughs> apologists, and it's just like, no, don't be a mutant mm-hmm. and be proud. I think that's why I really like the uh, direction that they're going in now, because they're just like, no, forget that. Like, we're not. We're not trying to appease the humans or anything anymore. We're going to do what we need to do to keep our own safe. And y'all can either get down or lay down. Hmm. <laughs> I love I it. Love that. That's great. <laughs> get down or lay down. Oh. I've watched State Property a lot. Mm, got it. <laughs> so what would you say is your either, I'm going to give you two choices to name your top five Marvel heroes or top five Marvel arcs? Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll try to go with the arcs. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, definitely the first step would be um, Storm going from Power Storm and her uh, then depowered and then going back to gaining her powers again. Mm. Another story arc oh, is good. going to have to be uh, Monica Rambeau going from, you know, it's just this woman who is trying to get a well-deserved promotion uh, for Captain um, and then actually becoming Captain Marvel. This is a really great story all the way down, all the way up until when she actually loses her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, next up would be um, actually Carol Danvers. Her journey from um, being this woman who has no idea who she is um, because Rogue has taken her powers to... Mm-hmm actually coming in full circle from binary um to um just kind of rediscovering who she is now um and kind of letting go finally of who she was kind of like getting through that pain 
Um, two, two more. <sighs> Old Man Logan, and like I know, oh, yeah. yeah, like I know that one's questionable because of the writers and like the the very like <laughs> unnecessary thing that they did between She Hulk and Hulk. Or whatever, that's kind of like, okay, y'all can let that out. But I really, 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 really like Old Man Logan. Mm -hmm. I just just really enjoy that. So that's another one. And then the fourth one actually is not Marvel. I'm sorry. But (laughs) I go over to DC (laughs) and um, bring it to um, Mr. Mr. Miracle and uh, Big Barda. So there's a story arc from when they are... are, um, Barter finally comes to Earth uh, to seek him out because she's done with um, Granny Goodness and all them and just kind of this arc of them actually falling in love as, uh, you know, they try to, I guess, fight for their freedom and just separation from uh, um, uh, Apocalypse. So I that is just a really great story. And Jack Kirby is... Jack Kirby could have been a romance novel, and actually, romance romance novelist, and actually, he kind of was, um, because he had like a a series um, that he did that was full of like romance stories. But it's just really good because I I enjoy that. I enjoy, um, you know, just kind of like these two people who were like <laughs> put through hell, literally, um, still finding the the softness in each other and being able to still be vulnerable with one another, even though like their upbringing says, if you are vulnerable, you will die. Mm. So, um, it's just a really beautiful story arc. So that is a, another fave of mine. Mm. Those are great choices. Yeah. And I should have just said comic book arcs. I don't know why. I <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know it's good that you kind of, um, set some parameters cause I would be all day. Right. Yeah. Narrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that worked out then I guess um and since you're the meme queen like what would you say makes a good meme or a good tweet so if you really just want to like be formulaic about it and <laughs> like you just really want something to go viral like I've noticed um either like tweeting something that just seems really really relatable and that seems really relatable because I hope that it actually is relatable and that's why you're tweeting it um, or you're tweeting something and people find it relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, anything with animals doing uh-huh. funny stuff most of the time probably will make you go viral. Also, white people dancing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> also make you go viral. <laughs> but um, I don't like whenever I do tweet again, like I'm never really necessarily tweeting um, with the intention of going viral. In fact, I never am because the moment you do that, you probably will tweet something stupid mm-hmm. and then um, or not, I shouldn't say stupid, but something foolish. And you'll end up being tweets aren't loading anymore because you got ran up off of Twitter. So because um, <laughs> it's true. So, um, honestly, I think the best tweets come from you just being your genuine self and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just tweet about the stuff that you like, because why else be there? And I know why else to be there, but, um, you know, when I first, like I said, got back on Twitter, the whole point was just to connect with other folks. And that's just all I kind of want to do. And I want to argue with you about why you don't like the thing that I like, because honestly, I don't care. Yeah, I can respect like I can respect like you don't like the thing I like that's fine um, you're entitled to that and it, I don't think of you any lesser um, I just don't want to argue with you back and forth about yeah. 
why you don't and why I do. Because for what? Like, we could just find something else to talk about that maybe we could find common ground on. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. Yeah. yeah. But, and you know, then... every now and again, sometimes folks are just wrong. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. That's how I feel with anyone who doesn't like Sailor Moon. I'm like, no, you're just wrong. <laughs> no, and that's fair. Like, you are, like, again, like, am I, as I've been getting acquainted with um, the Sailor Moon Scouts, mm-hmm. I've been like, wow, you've been wrong all these years. Like, you should have really been watching this. Because <laughs> yeah. Craig of the Creek, um, I'm not sure if you watched that, but mm-hmm. um, they actually had, um, like, they do like little nods and stuff to like all the nerdy stuff they like um that we like and they had a sailor moon on there and actually wrote about her and i'm blanking on her name because it was his little um no it wasn't his little sister it was a new character who um came about and it was just the cutest and she was black and i was like yes so shout out to all the you know little black girls young and old who love sailor moon here you go with this representation because we deserve yeah, I um I didn't I don't watch the show, but I wanted to after I saw that. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, right. Eventually, um I just googled Sparkle it, Cadet. Sparkle Cadet. Yeah, I just yep. looked it up too. Because <laughs> I'm like yeah. that was gonna kill me. It was so adorable, and it made me want to watch it. Because I'm like I have no idea what the show is about, but now I want to watch it. And I like I've learned about it since then, and now I'm like, oh, this actually sounds like a great show. Yeah, it's it's really cute, and it's I, I love Craig at the Creek. Yeah, I want to. I will get to it. Um, and I have another choice for you. Okay. Um, the match Sailor Scouts with either comic book characters, so like if the Sailor Scouts were like a comic book character, like uh-huh. what would they be? Or with characters from Living Single. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can do Living Single. Okay. Alright. So Sailor Moon um would be Sinclair. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, I did see a little bit. Am I? Uh, am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, like, wait. Sin- <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because Sinclair was um. Yeah, Kim. Cole's okay. Yeah, cousin. Right. Um, okay. Sailor Mars would be, uh, Maxine. Mm-hmm. Um, Sailor Mercury would be a new character. Right. Yeah. I know <laughs> who she could be. She could be like a, a cross. She also could be Sinclair, actually. So if Sailor Moon and um, Sailor Mercury like fused or whatever, they would mm-hmm. make Sinclair. So let me do that so I don't leave them out. Um, Sailor Jupiter would definitely be Khadija. Yeah. Um, and then Sailor Venus. Oh, would definitely be um, Raging. Like mm-hmm. no problem. I'm. But you know what? Also, actually, if Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus fuse, <laughs> they would be raging. So, like, Sailor Moon like has to fuse with two other people to okay. make <laughs> to make some characters. <laughs> but I think it's because, like, I don't like. I feel like Sailor Moon. Everyone's got a little Sailor Moon in them, whether they mm-hmm. want to agree to it or not. Um, just, I don't know, just the way about her. Like, she's just really just trying to get through life the best way she can the way that she knows and that is being beautiful and getting getting things done and I feel like at some point like that is just you could relate to that I know that I can yeah definitely um how about Overton and Kyle 
Ooh. Um, tuxedo? And I don't know, because I feel I like it's say, not fair. Yeah. It doesn't have to be scouts. It's, I should have mentioned that. Because I feel like okay. Kyle could totally be Artemis. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking... Um, Uh, what is his name? It starts with an M. Oh, on wait, on Sailor Moon or in Living Single? No, wait, I forgot. Tuxedo Mask is him, so never mind. Um, oh, yeah, he would be Kyle. Yeah, yeah, he would be Kyle. I don't know who would be Overton. Hmm. Maybe also Sailor Moon. Yeah, actually, <laughs> to be very honest, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're Sailor Moon fused with Tuxedo Mask, and you have, you yeah. have Overton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's, well, that's Dragon Ball yeah. Z for you. That's where that came from. <laughs> Everyone's fusing, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Start combining names. Sailor Overton. Yeah. <laughs> now I want a, a Sailor Moon living single mashup. I mean, to be very honest, like mm-hmm. it's the per like like so Living Single is the perfect little backdrop to put your characters into and just mm-hmm. see what they do. Yeah, it is really like it's like not as outlandish as Martin, but like yeah, but still really like ridiculous in a way. Like still no, really it's funny. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see yeah. This definitely is. And I'm really excited for Living Heroes. I've said it a bunch of times, but I really am. Like, Well, no, I, I like... appreciate it. Like, that that, that mm-hmm. makes me excited because mm-hmm. I just want to bring you all um, the best that I have. Um, and the scripts, um, thankfully, have been, for the most part, coming along pretty easily. Um, but that's just because I'm just a really, I'm a huge nerd. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. really... <laughs> like really noticing that as I'm writing these things because of the small details I'm like oh wait but that happened in issue blah 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 so like that makes sense I'm like wow you look at yourself in the mirror like girl (laughs) (laughs) this is serious imagine that like is it Charlie from um um oh it's always sunny in Philadelphia that yeah where he's just like putting all the like papers and strings together That is me, and um, Always Sunny is, when I tell you, when I discovered that show, um, because there were reruns going on, Mm -hmm. I think the very first episode I seen is when they did, uh, it was like a uh, period piece episode, where they were like (laughs) during the Revolutionary War or whatever, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, not Mac, but uh, Dee's brother, why am I blanking on names? It happens to me all the time. Anyway, he had the wooden... No, actually, Mac did have the wooden teeth in his mouth. And every time he would talk, it would just sound... It was just the funniest thing to me. So I was like, well, adding Always Sunny to my list. Because I unfortunately have a love for shows that um have horrible white people in them. Because <laughs> yeah, I love Seinfeld. And I'm actually same. doing a Curb Your Enthusiasm Um watch for the first time like i've seen episodes but like not all the way through and it's funny it's funny as hell to me and i just it makes sense because if i like sunny and seinfeld then yeah yeah larry david is the worst he is but in the best way in the best way (laughs) um he's like a hate kill because that's another one that um i watch a lot watch it so much actually my son is like are you you're not watching king of the hill today Oh, oh wow! Boy, don't 
<laughs> don't do me. Don't try. Don't watch yeah. other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the brother's name is Dennis. Yes, Dennis. Um, so I think yeah. they back and forth. They had those wooden teeth in their my mouth, but I just thought it was mm-hmm. the funniest thing ever, and I was like, "This is my new show." Mm-hmm. It's funny how that happens. I feel like whenever. I've caught a show that I never watch randomly. It's always like the one episode that's different from the rest of them. Yeah. Is that when you? Yeah. Like yeah, that's that is the office. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Same. Same. Yeah. That, that's what happened with me with the office too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I actually really like this. Yeah. Wait, what episode was it for you? Hmm? Um, for the office, it was actually um the one that a lot of people know, and that is um the two parter um. <sighs> uh crap um stanley has the heart attack oh okay yeah yeah so that one i I used to know the name of it offhand but again me and names like (laughs) i'm supposed to do a panel (laughs) this year again this year at um heroes con here in charlotte but that's not happening and i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. i'm probably gonna be looking shuffling through my note cards with a bunch of random names on it because i'm not gonna remember but anyway, that was the office episode that just kind of pulled me in because I'm like, they're having this fire drill is going mm-hmm. terribly and this fool <laughs> Dwight is trying to kill them. And that was the one that did me in and I actually went back and I started at season two because folks told me not to watch season one first. Yeah. And I get really why. Because um, when really I went back crazy. to watching all over again for season one, I was like, oh, I see. It's still funny, but I'm like, I get why you told me to skip. Right. Because yeah because the tone in season one is like super different like season one and season nine the tone is different from the other seven seasons mm-hmm. but still enjoyable but um if i would tell anybody if they're gonna start at the office start at season two then come back to season one you'll you'll appreciate it more yeah i completely agree i remember i was trying to get my boyfriend is watching it because he really likes parks and Rec, so he's like i'm give off the office a try and we yeah. were watching it together from season one. And I was like, why is this so cringy? I'm like, no, I yeah. like this show. I was like, what is going right. on? I'm like, is it, has it always been this bad? Have I just yes. not noticed it? I <laughs> yes, season one is just so cringy. But um, again, like once you watch it all the way in its entirety, you come back to season one, you're like, okay, the cringe I can let go of because I know who these characters are. And, um, you know, it's cringe for a reason. Right, yeah. And the episode's called Stress Relief. Stress Relief. I knew it was something. I was about to call it relaxation, but I'm like, that's not what happened. But <laughs> neither is yeah. Stress Relief. But I love that. I love that episode. Um, <laughs> like, Oscar falling through the, the ceiling, and then the cat being thrown up there. Like, it's just so chaotic. It's, yeah, it is pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was the one where um they go to, I think it's, is it Jan's house? Oh and, like, yes! Dwight just like, like asking all these ridiculous <laughs> questions, like how much does your house cost? And like, it's just so. And that was the first office episode I saw. So I'm like, I don't know how I like thought to like keep watching it and like noticing that none of the other episodes were like that and still no, enjoying it. But it makes sense though, because that's another mm-hmm. great episode. And I'm actually it surprised is. nobody um, who plays Animal Crossing, as also myself included has not done anything with any of the Animal Crossing villagers in that office episode. Oh, that would be that would be great. perfect. I don't have the time for it, but um yeah. or the patience I should say, but somebody needs to do it. Yeah, somebody listening, do it and send it Please to us. Please do it cause... and then tag us. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
do you have any advice for anyone who wants to write a comic or start writing for amazing sites like sci-fi or any animal crossing advice too because oh yes i do um so if you want to write your comic write your comic and i like don't mean that in like that annoying like if you want to live your dreams live them kind of way but no like seriously sit down um you know write out the thing that you want to and it's actually not that scary reaching out to other artists because guess what they do want to work mm-hmm. <laughs> so reach out to or if you're an artist yourself like just do the thing that you love um so I have to bring it back to my son again but it's just been really nice to see him kind of do the stuff that he really likes to do and see his creativity um and kind of be envious of that because adulthood gets in the way so like if it's gonna make you happy do it i mean why not because uh, as you can see life is unfortunately um unpredictable and short um so if you if you can i would really like to encourage you to like get out of your own way and just write the thing that you want to write whether or not it goes out into the world or not doesn't matter the point is that you've created something and you can look back on that and say oh i did this um like as far as writing for like a sci-fi or whatever i myself am still trying to figure out why is that they let me uh write for them because of the stuff that i write is like i wrote mervagina Margina <laughs> for the splash piece so um the same thing with that um just being really serious if you see calls for pitches don't ever assume that I'm not a good enough writer to um you know I don't write well enough to write for a website trust me you write fine enough so um that's what editors are for um to help you out and guide you in that way so you can get stronger as a writer but again just get out of your own way i know for me a lot of times fear stops me and that's why i don't do stuff where i procrastinate because i just don't know how to begin but um that's the hardest part is just starting and then once you do that um the middle gets a little you know messy at times but the the point is that you start it um and that that's that's like the hugest step in itself yeah and then uh animal crossing um relax wait where are you going anyway so just kind of relax and play the game as you want to um i am not a time traveler because i'm scared i'm gonna mess something up if i time travel to uh you know previous months or ahead in the future but if that's your thing the bottom line is like to play animal crossing the way that you want to play it um it's a great game because you're able to do that um so you know relax and do you um so i haven't played animal crossing yet and i really want to so you just kind of like blew my mind i was like there's time travel yes you can so like (laughs) so it sounds more fancy than it really is but it's like going into your settings on your switch and like skipping yeah skipping the time for it and then um, the game is based on yeah yeah i know it sounded like way more cooler (laughs) than what it actually is but like i thought i was just my gardening (laughs) someone time traveled like 40 years ahead of time oh wow <laughs> so they can collect interest on uh the money that was in their bank because you get to also collect interest on um you know the money that you have in your account from selling mm-hmm. things like bugs and fish right and uh they went 40 years in the future came back and all their vi- villagers were pissed <laughs> <laughs> which i just thought 
because <laughs> they were like the villagers loved them 40 years in the future but when they came back all of mm. them hated <laughs> like they couldn't stand them and I, I just thought that was the funniest thing because i'm just like what did you do right like what <laughs> happened timeline <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> like did you accidentally <laughs> kill a butterfly like what happened right <laughs> oh, so that God. that took me down I was like, why? And I'm like, why would you go for like a whole forty years? Like, I get why, but also why? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I need I need to play. Yeah, it's um, it's worth your time. Like, I wasn't going to get it because I didn't actually care for it on the DS, but I think it's a for me it was a just a gameplay issue because mm-hmm. the DS after staring at it for a long time would hurt my eyes. So right. um, being able to like you know play it on the Switch on the TV or the Switch screen is bigger. Mm-hmm. Which is more aesthetically um, pleasing to my eyes, so I it's a high recommendation for me. Yeah, I think I just I just gotta buy the switch, but I see that price. And oh I'm like, yeah, I'll wait a little bit. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, cause yeah, um, cause all the switches all of a sudden sold out because of um, of course Animal Crossing, but I'm pretty sure uh, the pandemic did not help. Right. Either. Yeah, and the stimulus check too. <laughs> probably <laughs> gonna. I mean, yeah, <laughs> probably that a portion of mine might be right. contributing to Nintendo. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and then last question. Um, so as you probably remember, since you watched Sailor Moon on Toonami and on WB slash UPN slash those channels, all the things, right? All the things. <laughs> yeah. At the end of every episode, you had like a Sailor Moon says phrase, um, so if you had a Sailor Moon says phrase, like Sailor Stephanie says, what would what would it be? Oh man, that would be like my housewives. Um, and someone actually gave me a go. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I do have one. Um, just give me a second because I actually mm-hmm. had a very, very good one, and I'm hoping that I can find it. Cause mm-hmm. yes, um. I'm oh, sorry, you can edit this out. Let me find no, it real quick. <laughs> I am very curious what it's going to be. Oh my god, why do I have all these notes? <laughs> so I'm like scrolling all the way. I'm like, why do I have so many notes? That's me every time I go to my notes app and I'm like, what is all of this? Yes, why I'm like, why this is random this... list? No, it's just like all over. I'm like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I have three different grocery lists going on? I... <laughs> <laughs> you should see my comics one or just um the random notes that I make uh to like remind myself like, oh, like I think I want to do a script based off of this. Like, let me want to tell this story. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, I'm still scrolling. Mm-hmm. This is the ghetto. Why do I have this stuff? <laughs> um, gotta get your PSA right. It's like your sign off, so I get it. Oh, this is the little. Um, hold on, I'm close to it. Wow, I'm going all the way to March. That's how. That's. How far ago it was that I wrote this down. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I think I found it. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it would be 
people often ask me how do I get get it done and I say I love a good leaf because cannabis is my thing so I would be uh are there any green planets (laughs) sailor pluto the high one got it (laughs) (laughs) um and also because I often get all my great things done after I've had a few so or I've talked a little bit so that is not that is me um i love a good leaf says your your psa i love a good leaf yeah which is a terrible psa um to all the young children that would be watching it but but no (laughs) it's a true (laughs) it's a true psa yeah do it after your brain is fully developed and oh (laughs) choose if you want to do it after right (laughs) yeah and um don't get caught <laughs> yeah yeah um or just wait until you're an adult like me like right a super adult and could actually afford it that too yeah <laughs> yeah i think that works i think it's real it's honest and it's true <laughs> it is and it's not thanos related and it very well could have oh, been so yeah. i you all are welcome for me not bringing that up so <laughs> not bringing up his periwinkle cakes um that that image of thanos um (laughs) with no like with no bottoms on and a Mm t-shirt posing on the couch yeah Yeah. if i can find a reason to put it on the timeline i will i know you will i will (laughs) look forward to that and if people want to see you post thanos with his periwinkle booty on twitter or instagram where should they go so on both instagram and twitter you can find me at steph underscore i underscore will and my middle name does not start with an i i don't know why i have that but i do um and then, um you can follow both of my web comics on webtoon um so but what if though for um that comic and then parenthood activate and then you can also find those on instagram for parenthood activate it's literally parenthood activates keep it simple and then for but what if though it's uh bwit webcomic nice and you know i always thought for a while i thought your your name was like like will i am like stuff i will yeah <laughs> no and then i realized your name was williams and i was like oh but now you're saying your middle name isn't i and i'm just confused all over again right so. no and like i this because that so uh, like when i first got the iphone i was like oh i can download instagram because that's when you could it was only available for iphone they didn't have for android yet and i was just trying to come up with a name and i again don't know why the i is there but I just, it's like, Steph, I will, like, I will do things. That sounds right. clever. Whatever. Let's do it. And then <laughs> ported that over to Twitter, not knowing that it was going to actually mean a thing. Because, um, again, like, I didn't know when I got on Twitter, like, it was going to be the thing that it is now. And I was going to have, <laughs> like, 18,000 followers. I'm like, why are y'all here? <laughs> I'm like, for real, like, why? Why are y'all here? I'm like, it's. It's so weird trying to tweet now because of that. Because, you know, like, some folks just don't know when you're either joking or... Mm. Well, like, the folks that I'm used to, like, you and, like, a lot of other folks that I just used to interacting with on, like, frequently. Mm. And I know. And know me. Um, it's just really interesting. But, anyway. Mm. That is how you can find me on those platforms. 
Academy. And you can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K for no reason. And <laughs> either. <laughs> and you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And thank you for listening. Thanks, Stephanie. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me and like letting me talk about Marvel yeah. on Sailor Moon Podcast. I yeah. love you for that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Everything. All the things. Right. <laughs>